Hello and welcome to another episode of Journey to the Rise. I'm your host, Lacretia. In today's episode, we talk with Mandy Farmer, a family-focused travel blogger based in Texas. Yet Mandy's blog is more than family trips. She specializes in talking about the importance of dating your spouse. Mandy's journey took her and her husband to Australia after college. She realized the challenge being away from family and utilized a blog to share updates, stories, and photos of their adventures. Eventually, they made their way back to the U.S., and she changed her focus and started working on her blog, Maverick Family Life. On her blog, she shares fantastic information, travel tips for couples, and families traveling together. Mandy also shares her insight on holistic health and the benefits it has brought her and her family. We cover quite a bit of information with her during this conversation, so please welcome Mandy Farmer. I am so excited to have this guest today. She is such a vibrant light. I'm really impressed with her family blog. It is something that not only gives you information, but it also teaches you, if you are a family with kids, the importance of going off as a couple. And I can't wait to kind of dig into that and get her perspective. Mandy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Of course. Yay. Well, I just want to kind of like kick it off um, and just kind of start with, where did you grow up? I grew up in Arlington, Texas, so a city of about 300,000-ish, in the, well, when I was growing up in the DFW Metroplex, and then my junior year of high school, for some reason, thought it would be a good idea to go live with my dad the rest of my junior year and all of my senior year down in Houston, so I moved away from all my family and friends, and yes... Not a hard, not a, not an easy time. A very difficult time to move away from everything you ever knew. Um, yeah. So yes, I finished out my high school um, with my dad. I just didn't want to miss out on that opportunity. They divorced when I was two, so I wanted to to have that time to live with my dad and and connect with him before I went off to college. <laughs> That's really generous of you. So what was that experience like? Because like I'm very thankful I did not have to move around a lot and have to start over. Like you left everything. Yes, yes. So the hardest part was telling my mom that I wanted to, um, just because there wasn't anything bad or wrong happening. I lived with my mom, my stepdad, and two younger sisters. It wasn't a bad situation. I grew up in a great family home. Um, It was just a curiosity and wondering, like, I don't want to miss out on time with my dad. Um, So, and he was married. He remarried. when I was real little. Um, So I had a stepmom and a stepbrother. So that was a fun adjustment, moving from two younger sisters to a stepbrother that was very close in age. And we are very different personalities. So definitely had some bumps in the road along the way, just trying to navigate like, okay, wait a second, you're a boy and you stink and (laughs) you like to do all these things. Whereas my sisters would come in and want to do hair and smell my lotion, you know, it was just completely different. So it was good. And I'm grateful for the experience. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. So you found a positive way to make into, I mean, a tough, tough decision. I bet your dad really liked having you. I, he said that's he did, so cool. So. I don't know if that's the truth, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, he said he I'm he sure it's him. very true. I bet it, it filled his heart to know that you wanted to be yeah. around him. Um, yeah. So where did you end up going to college after high school? 
After that, okay, so I went my first year, my freshman year, I went to Stephen F. Austin, which is kind of in the middle between Dallas and Houston. If you're looking at a map, it's in East Texas. And I thought, making that decision, like, okay, this is halfway between my mom and my dad. I can, like, pop home for a quick weekend. Um, I was dating a guy at the time that was going close. So just a lot went into that decision. And then I ended up getting there and not loving it. Like, just didn't mesh well with the campus, like, with the school at all. So my sophomore year, um, between my freshman and sophomore year, my mom said, why don't you let me take you to look around to different colleges and see, you know, what if there's something else you might like. So my dad and my mom had met at Texas Tech in Lubbock, which is out in West Texas, which is way out in the middle of nowhere, far away from anything, like everything. It's just basically dirt and windstorms. Um, <laughs> so ended up going touring the campus with my mom, fell in love with the campus, the college, um, just everything about it, the big football games, the community, you know, Everyone was just for the for the most part, you know, you get mean people everywhere, but everyone for the most part was super welcoming and friendly and I was like, okay, that's it. I'm transferring. I'm going here. Um, so yeah, it was again scary to leave all my friends that I had met at SFA in East Texas, but then also if I wouldn't have made that transfer, I wouldn't have met my husband. So I met him. Um, transferred to Texas Tech my sophomore year and I met my husband like two or three days before we started um, at Tech when you know when you're there for like orientation so yeah <laughs> I'm grateful for that experience and moving schools again <laughs> that's amazing so what did you end up majoring in uh, business and management and marketing business was my major and then management okay. and marketing was my minor yeah I love the marketing classes um, which is paying off well I hope paying off <laughs> now learning a lot or yeah. using a lot from what I learned um, in school so, that's awesome yeah. That's amazing. And then in 2009, if I read correctly, you moved to Australia. Like, yes. Tell me everything. Like, what motivated <laughs> move? Where did it go? Why did you come back to the U.S.? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> That's what all my friends ask me. Now, why did you come back? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, my husband proposed um, in April of our senior year when we were at Tech, um, which was actually on April Fool's Day. That's a whole nother hilarious story. <laughs> um, but he, so we were engaged and we moved to Dallas um, when I graduated tech and that's when he started his doctorate. There's a, a chiropractic college in Dallas. So we lived there while he um, did his, completed his doctorate in chiropractic. And in that time we started thinking, like we both had a, a travel bug. We both had a passion that God gave us just for travel. And so during that time we just started discussing like, hey, you want to live overseas one day? Like, that would be fun. And we both were on the same page, which was surprising, but not because we both love travel. But, you know, just to, like, move overseas, like, that's a big deal. It was for us anyway. Like, he'd moved yeah. all over the country. Yeah. His dad was Navy. Um, but overseas, like, just that's far. <laughs> yes. So we were in communication with um, Josh is my husband, with Josh's mentor in Australia, and they sponsored us uh, with a work visa with the intent of us going over there and working for two years, but that turned into a lot longer. We fell in love with it um, and stayed there for seven years. So it was a great experience. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And what part yeah. of Australia were you in? So um, the first three years we were in this teeny tiny little town called Bowen and it's in the Whitsundays, which is like the region, the state's Queensland. But if you're looking at a map of Australia, it's the Great Barrier Reef side. So very close to that. 
Um, so that was our playground, which was amazing. If you ever go to Australia, you have to go to the Sundays. Beautiful islands, like prettiest beaches ever. <laughs> um, and then the next four years after that, we moved, um, the company moved us to this smaller, no, bigger town, um, but closer to like a bigger city. Uh, still on the ocean, um, just closer to Brisbane. Brisbane's the capital of Queensland. So we were in this little town called Bagara and each place, God blessed us with a community of friends um, and just, yeah, just made it our home. And it's hard, you know, being away from family, but um, they got to come out once every other year. We'd have a family member visit, and then on the off years, we'd come home for Christmas. Nice. That's amazing. Did you have, like, a favorite cuisine when you were in Australia that we don't have in the U.S.? Well, I didn't – like, their big thing is meat and veg. It's it's mostly pretty – plain, that sounds like a negative, but it's very basic, like meat and veg. Um, our friends – <laughs> that's just what it is. I started eating, which we'll get to, I'm sure, in a minute, um, eating really healthy there just because I didn't <clears throat> absolutely love the food there. Um, so I wasn't having my delicious, what I grew up on, Tex-Mex and <laughs> all the, the yumminess that comes with that. So I actually was like the healthiest ever when we were <laughs> living in Australia. Um, but that, their food, their food is different. It's a lot of meat and a lot of, of veggies, so... Yeah, I wouldn't say anything my favorite. Our friends started a, a cafe while we were living there, and they made this incredible fudge. And it's not really anything different than the fudge that we have here, but it was just so good. And I had um, one of my friends still in contact with her. She mailed us a box over Christmas, and it had some of the fudge in it. And I was just like, yes, I've been missing yes. this fudge. <laughs> so, yeah, that's not very exciting, but... That is exciting. I think yeah. there is something to certain people that can do fudge. Because I've gone into fudge shops and I'm like, oh, I'm not that impressed. And I've gone to other fudge shops yeah. and I'm like, I want to take this case home with me. So Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. So you've talked on your blog about your husband studying chiropractic and like what he was learning influenced to make lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. What was the change for the two of you? Well, the biggest thing, chiropractic, um, the basis of it is the power that made the body heals the body. So it's a very natural approach to your, your body, your health. Um, so we both grew up, both my husband and I grew up um, with Western medicine. My grandfather was a general practitioner, a doctor, a family doctor. Um, we just were raised um, to take, you know, drugs over the counter and um, prescribed as a Band-Aid to cover up, you know, symptoms. That's just what we were raised on. And it's not any knock to either of our moms. That's all they knew. Um, they did, like I said, I had an amazing childhood. So did my husband, but that's just all they knew. And we didn't know this whole other side of health that what the body can do when you give it things that it requires, that it's made um, to have. So um, I didn't know that our lifestyles, what we put on our body, you know, skin products, what we put in our body, and our sleep and all that, I did not know that that had any effect on my health growing up. I just was never taught to me, never knew it. So then once my husband goes to chiropractic school, it's like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> I don't understand. And so just learning all the things about the body and about um, different foods you eat and sun and skincare and um, 
probiotics, chiropractic care, obviously, because he was at chiropractic school, but all these just different things you can do to help basically boost your immune system to give it a better chance to fight off different viruses and bacteria. It was just, it was mind-blowing. So that's where we start. That's where it stemmed from. <laughs> We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have more from our guest, Mandy, as she shares why she chooses a more holistic approach to the care of her children. The goal for any business is to grow and reach a new level. Get there faster by being an authority in your industry with a video docu-series. Using video, you can showcase you, your business, your staff, products and services, and your why. Building relationships is key, and a high-quality video can give existing and potential clients a way to get to know you. It also allows you to build a connection that results in increased sales. If you would like to know more about how you can enhance your business with video, contact GirlBossProductions.com today. Does your website have content that was created by your cousin Danny back in 2003? It sounds like it's time for a refresher. With Girl Boss Copywriter, we work with you to learn about you, your business, and we strive to create content that will help you build a community, relationships with your existing and prospective clients. With web pages that convert clicks into sales, email sequences that engage your database, you deserve to grow and build your business so you can live the life you dreamed when you started your business. Working as a girl boss doesn't mean you have to live the hustle culture. It means you recognize when you need to delegate tasks so you can focus on what you do best and you let the others do the rest. Want to know more about how to have an engaging website and utilize your email list to convert sales and grow your business? Go to girlbosscopywriter.com. Welcome back to Journey to the Rise. We continue our conversation with Mandy and she shares why it is important in the midst of chaos of raising kids to take time for you and your partner. That's amazing. Yeah, there's a lot that people don't realize. Like we were chatting before we started recording. You're feeling under the weather and you're having elderberry. And people yes. don't realize how, how healing that can be. I love, um, I have elderberry that I take pretty frequently because it's, yeah. it makes a difference. It makes a difference. It does. It really does. <laughs> Yeah. And you also talk on your blog, um, after you had your first child that inspired you to live healthier. So what was the driving factor? So with that, we just didn't want to play the, the, the big pharma game where the, you know, they don't necessarily care about you being healthy because that doesn't make them any money. So I just went to thinking the route of, okay, how can we make her immune system the strongest it can, can it can be um, without having to go the route. You know, I had friends that, several friends who had, con the kids had constant ear infections. Um, they were always in and out of the doctor's office. I just didn't want that for my kid. And I, I knew if I tried different things, it didn't have to be that way. It didn't, you know, they didn't have to be sick all the time. And they still definitely come up, you know, like I'm experiencing right now, uh, the kids from time to time come up with different health expressions is what we call them. Um, the body trying to fight something and just believing in your body and giving it all these good fighting chances to fight off that. And we're not against medicine at all. You know, if I got in a car accident, 
on my way to pick up the kids and broke my leg, I would definitely not refuse care. <laughs> like, yes, please take me to the hospital and fix my leg. I think it's there for a reason. I do think it's overused, which is what we were trying to avoid. Not that anything's wrong with that, but for us, that's what we wanted to do. So we just started building up our, our immune system, our daughter's immune system, regular chiropractic care, a diet like free of mostly processed foods and like refined sugar and gluten and dairy. Um, lots of movement, sunlight, so all those things, you know, that recipe to make our bodies the the strongest they can be. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think there's a lot to that. I love that you were willing to put in the research that it took to find out what are yes. your options that suit you guys the best. That's fantastic. Absolutely. And we have uh, we have three kids, so um, they're 11, 10, and almost six. So a combined, basically combined 27 years of being parents for the three kids. Um, and none of them have ever had over the counter prescribed medication. They've never, you know, no Tylenol, Benadryl, Neosporin, nothing. And all, all the years of parenting. And we've seen our fair share of different, like I said, health expressions. We've seen our fair share of those over the years. So I think it's a testament to what the body can do and how we were, we were created if you give it the right thing. I love that. That's amazing. So along your process and, and different experience, life um, opportunities, what inspired you to start your blog? Okay, so first blog was obviously failure because I had to start another one, <laughs> but I would say failure. It was just a learning, it was a learning step. So my first blog yeah. was, you know, you have all these learning steps. I guess I shouldn't say failure. Yeah. Um, it was more... It was a way for us to communicate what we were doing in Australia back to all of our family and friends in the States. So that's basically, that's what it was. Here's what we did. Here's our pictures. Um, no really information. It was just like, hey, look at us. <laughs> so didn't know anything. I was just starting it for that, per, you know, for that purpose only. Um, and then, then in 2019, so that fizzled out. I don't remember what year I stopped blogging. Um, I was just doing it, you know for fun and to show people. So then we moved back and in 2019, God gave me this like fire again, like, hey, start a blog again. You've done this before. Um, and then just looking more into what blogging is now, because it's very different now than what it was, you know, in 2006 and 2007, very different. So I started, okay, instead of it's about us and what we're doing, how can we educate people and show people like how to travel with kids, how to go on trips without the kids, like just more informational, educational, kind of what it's <laughs> changed into. I love that. And so I think it's very common for people to start a blog and it falling flat. But I, I agree with you. It's not a failure. It's a learning opportunity where you can take that yeah. and, you know, try, try again. Uh, and blogs are a lot of work. Like, what keeps you motivated to keep working at it? They are. Well, I am quite shocking at this. <laughs> I thought my last post on my blog was March of last year. So... I do try and keep up with my Instagram a lot more just because it seems not as overwhelming to sit down and do a whole blog post. Um, but I, I feel like the thing, well, first off, March, and then we had, we I took the summer off to travel. We spent the whole summer in Florida, which was an amazing experience with the family. Loved it. Wow. And then I get back in August and I think, <laughs> I'm 
going to have all this time. All three kids are going to be in school. This is going to be great. And you're laughing because you know it's true for you probably when you think, oh, I have all this time. No, I didn't have all this time. So I just kept being sucked and pulled in different directions. We have, um, we have three chiropractic clinics that we own. And so I kept getting pulled for different projects with the chiropractic side of it and all different things with that. I'm in a MOPS group at our church, which is Mothers of Preschoolers. Um, it's my last year because my daughter's not a preschooler anymore. But anyway, so I just kept being pulled all these different directions. And I'm like, okay, my blog was the focus. What's going on here? But then I'll get these little like comments or messages or I'll see someone and they'll say, oh, I loved your post on such and such. Or um, I loved all the tip, tips. Like we recently went to um, Tulum, Mexico in October. My husband and I with some friends. And I've had several people say, oh, that's awesome. We're planning a trip to Tulum. That was so helpful and informative. And we're doing this. So to hear those, that is a driving factor for me. I'm very, my love language is words of affirmation. So if someone gives me, tells me like, hey, this is helpful, then I'm like, oh. I need to keep doing this. I'm helping someone. <laughs> so that's my yeah. motivation. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I saw some clips from that trip, and it made me want to go there. So very good job. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and you're working to get your kids to all 50 states. Did I read that correctly? Yes, ma'am, we are. We are on 38 wow. now. We started. Are you um, really? That's amazing. The- Yes. <laughs> the thing that kicked this off was when we moved from Australia back to the States, we spent three months traveling in a little pop-up camper, which you were mentioning your glamping earlier before we started um, recording. I am not a camper. Like, glamping is definitely more my style. Like, give me a little cabin. Yes. Give me a fire. Don't make me sleep on the ground, please. No, not for me. No, thank you. I'm out. <laughs> so, to live in this, to live in this pop-up... Um, that we made our home. It was my dad's hunting camper that he let me like paint and like get all looking cute, like homey. Um, while I was in my first trimester pregnant with the third child who was unexpected and we had, you know, no job and no plan and we're traveling around the States and I'm like fully nauseous and sick nearly every day. I would not recommend oh, no. a first trimester road trip around the States, but anyway, so that was how we start, started getting all these states. Um, that was the first trip. And then we've had two more big road trips, you know, summers after that, um, that we got some more. And now this summer we're going up to the um, Pacific Northwest. So we're going to get like Oregon, Washington, Montana, Idaho. And then next summer we'll be a Northeast trip where we get the rest. Well, except for one. And then we hope to end with an Alaskan cruise. So that, like every summer I'm kind of like, hey, let's go do this chunk of the region. Let's go do this chunk. And my husband's on board. He he lets me plan it and do it all. He's like, you take the reins. Just tell me when to show up and where to drive. <laughs> so, which is huge. Nice. I love that. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's very helpful when you have someone who's supportive and on board instead of like trying to drag them along. I love that. Right. So do you guys have right. plans? <laughs> do you guys have plans to go to, right? <laughs> do you guys have plans to go to Puerto Rico with your kids? Not to Puerto Rico. Um, we have taken, they've been to six different countries, and we don't have any international um, trips on the in the future for them booked at the moment. We do want to do a Disney cruise in the next two years before our youngest gets, you know, too, 
too old to not love the princesses, you know. <laughs> um, so I'm sure we'll hit different yeah. countries um, for that. But um, in, let's see, uh, what are we, January? In February, my husband and I are going to the Dominican Republic. And then in April, we are going to Grenada. So two more countries um, nice. for us, which I think we're at 19, my husband and I. And the kids, like I said, they're at six. So we're trying mostly to focus on the state, you know, uh, the states, America. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For the for the kids right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Absolutely. And you had a blog about um, going to is it Fargo, North Dakota? Um, Looks yes. like you guys are having a great time there. Can you share a little bit about yes. that trip with us? So Fargo was a pleasant surprise. Fargo, I don't know if I just, I just didn't have any expectations or I thought it's just cold all the time there, which we were going in the middle of summer. So it was not that cold, but you know, being from Texas, <laughs> if it's less than 60, you're like, can I have a jacket please? So <laughs> yes, but going there, it was just that people were so friendly, um, which I love going and visiting, um, different places to get like a feel for the culture and like staying a day or three days or whatever. And you kind of just get a feel for the city and how people do life. It's really amazing. Um, so the downtown area has all these really cute mur murals, which my kids love. The, um, our son's favorite. They have this giant Super Mario Brothers wall that you can like be in the game. If you know what I mean? Like you can set up the shop to where you're in the game. That's Super Mario. It's the coolest thing ever. I loved it. That was our favorite. And then they had um, all these really cute boutiques around downtown. They had this very family-friendly uh, brewing company that had uh, arcade games in it and just like a little outdoor area. It was just, it was the best. I, it was definitely exceeded my expectations on the cute little town of Fargo, which was not very little. It was bigger than I expected. So, yeah. Nice. I love that. How fun. Yeah, and murals are just amazing, and I love how they're popping up everywhere. Like, I think it just ties in yes. with the personality of the city. So I love to hear Absolutely. that Fargo is, uh, has joined the, uh, the artistic world of supporting artists. Mural. So that's amazing. Yes. My most popular um, post on my blog is the one I did about all the murals in Nashville, which you living in Tennessee, some like that's, that's every, every year. That's my most popular blog post still. So yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, they Nashville does a really good job at supporting the artists and bringing in murals. And there's some murals that they will change twice a year. So like oh, you can wow. be driving by and be like, wait a minute, yeah, they they. I don't know if it's just oh, for the tourists or what. Yeah, wow. but it's really fun to go by and um and see what have they added and what artist has done this work and it's that's Nashville so cool. is very supportive of. Yeah, absolutely. You have another blog about theme park bag essentials. Like, this was a great yes. list. Can we talk about that for a moment? Because I think a lot of people, sure. you know you have to bring stuff. You don't know where to begin. Your kids are running around like crazy. The dog needs to be let, let outside. Like, you just kind of succinct that for people. So let's dive into that. Sure, sure. Um, so I just thought it would be helpful just to have that post that can live on forever because you can visit it for any theme park basically that you're going to. We've gone to theme parks in Singapore, Australia, the States. Um, so it's just kind of a collection of what we've used in the past and where we've gone to different theme parks. So the biggest thing for like planning purposes is I like to pack it the night before. 
um, I thought I'd get everything ready and organized the night before because like you said in the morning, you're trying to feed everybody or you're eating on the go and you're trying to get there, you know, early so you can get in and ride the rides before it's super packed. So <laughs> plan before. And we usually don't get a locker. Like we'll just have one backpack that my husband and I trade back and forth that just has everything in it. Just to save money, but also just to save time from having to go back and get stuff from the locker because you're usually you know, at the front of the park, like at Disney. Well, they're all different places, but most of the time they're at the front of the park. So anyway, so that our must-dos, our sun, our middle, um, he gets overheated really easily. So we found that if I freeze, if I get a wash rag wet, freeze it the night before, put it in a Ziploc, then we take it, and the next day when we're waiting in line, if he's getting overheated, if I see that, then we just take out the rag and just put it on his forehead and his neck, and it cools him down. So I know they make the fancy ones you can buy now that you just like shake and they cool off. We're not that fancy, so we just have, we just have that a frozen wash rag, and usually where you're staying, you know, if you're staying at a hotel or if you're staying at a short-term rental or if you're at home and you're visiting one nearby, you'll have a wash rag that you can, you can use. It's just the remembering it first to like put it in the freezer and then remembering to grab it in the morning. So I have to make a note of <laughs> that. Um, but the other things, um, baby wipes, you can, use, you can use those for everything. Like I use those as like washing our hands if we can't find a bathroom, like before we sit down and eat a snack, like baby wipe it up. We use Honest Company because they're a little bit cleaner than some of the other ones, but they have, you know, just get a pack of baby wipes. They're awesome. Um, hats, sunscreen, uh, healthy snacks are a must. My kids are always hungry, always hungry. So protein, you know, jerky, something that's going to keep them full with some, you know, nuts like cashews and almonds and stuff, or um, they love the That's It bars. I don't know if you've had them. They're really healthy. They're just fruit and I think it's just fruit. I don't think there's nuts in those. So if you have a kid that has a nut allergy, those are good, but deodorant, I know that's a funny one, but I feel like as the day goes on and it's really hot, you get kind of stinky, and I don't want to be standing in line <laughs> and being stinky next to all these strangers, so you're welcome, people next to us in line. <laughs> <laughs> um, I usually bring empty stainless steel water bottles because a lot of the parks won't let you bring, like you can bring the sealed up plastic ones, but we don't use, for the most part, we don't use plastic water bottles. So I'll bring empty stainless steel water bottles and at every park we've ever been to, they'll let you fill them up for free in the park. So just get a ton of ice and water and that's what we just sip on and we just keep refilling it. Um, what else do I do? Band-aids are a must because usually a kid, or me, gets a blister. Uh, a mini brush because, you know, when you're on the rides, your hair is like crazy and my daughters are like, you know, this, and you're like, okay, let's brush that a little bit. Um, sunglasses, chapstick, you know, from all the wind, a phone battery, charger, because I take, you know, a million pictures and videos, my phone never fails, it dies every single time, so um, that is a huge must. A poncho, because usually it's rained on us <laughs> at different theme parks, and you don't have to spend $20 on, you know, their, their poncho. Um, at the theme park and then um, oh a wallet like my husband has this really slim wallet and so we just make sure all the other cards go out of it for weight purposes so it's just like I need some cash and um, a credit card and that's it so throw all that in the bag and you're ready to go <laughs> that is so smart that's literally everything you need to get through a day at the theme park. I love that. And then you're not like, oh gosh, we need this. We're trying to go to the car. Like you said, the locker. I didn't even think about not doing the locker, but the backpack is a fantastic idea. I love it. Nice. 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's worked for us. It might not work for some people, but it's awesome for us. <laughs> I think it's going to work for a lot of people. You without you out there with kids, you need to uh, go get you a, a nice backpack and go read her blog. Speaking yeah. of your blog, it's beautiful. And it gives really great information who want to travel as a family. But what I really appreciate about your blog is you also talk about traveling without the kids. Can we chat about mm -hmm. the importance of why you felt you needed this to be addressed? Yes, absolutely. This is like my biggest, this was one of my biggest reasons for starting the blog again. Um, I feel that marriage is really hard work. Like everything's hard. Raising kids is hard. Being a dog mom is hard. Working on multiple businesses, it's all hard work. And you have to put time into it to make it successful. If you just sat back and never you know, worked on your copyright, it wouldn't go anywhere. Like we were talking about earlier, you have to make the steps. So for marriage, I think it's key to spend time with that person to make sure you don't wake up, you know, when you're empty nesters and you don't like each other anymore because you haven't put any time in together. You know, you focused it all on the kids. Yeah. So there was a time back when our babies were little bitty babies, our, our oldest, I call them our bigs. So our bigs were very little. Um, my mother-in-law flew over from the States to Australia and stayed with us and sent us away on a weekend away to the other side of Australia, to Perth. So we were on the east side. She sent us, well, she didn't tell us where to go, but we were like, let's go to Perth. So we flew the other side of the, the country to Perth and um, just spent a weekend connecting. We got couples massages. We went on all the dates. We did on some, we went on some tours. We just had fun together and it, we hadn't like, it was so refreshing because number one, I didn't really want to go on the trip with him. Like I said, we were not in a good place and I was just like anything to like not have to change a diaper or, you know, have my name, mommy said like, I'm let's go. So <laughs> that quickly turned to like, okay, this is great. Like we're having some conversation. I feel like we were just living like uh, roommates, raising these kids together. So that weekend was like, I say it saved my marriage. It really did. Um, and so, and hats off to my amazing mother-in-law who came over, made us go, like, told us you have to do this. Um, I just, I'm so grateful for her. So while we were on that trip, we loved it so much. We're like, okay, let's do this every year, once a year. Let's make a promise. Um, if we can't go away for, you know, a week, let's do a weekend. If we can't do a weekend, let's do a night. Just one one thing we can, you know, look forward to, one thing that is just going to be us, that the kids aren't needing our attention, we're having adult conversation, we don't have to take a stroller, or, you know, worry about nap times, schedule, um, where it's just us. And so that, like I said, saved our marriage. <laughs> and because it was such a saving grace for us, I realized like, okay, maybe more people need to hear this. Maybe it would help somebody else if I start blogging and sharing about our story and just the trips that we take. And I hope it doesn't ever come across to people that come across my blog or my content like, we get to go do all these trips. Cause it's not like that. Like it's, like I said, it's hard and you have to put in the time and it's not, you know, bragging. It's like, hey, you can do this too. Like you can take, if you can't take a weekend, take a night and go, you know, in your local town to whatever hotel or whatever, you know, swap houses, have someone come stay. It doesn't have to be a grandparent if you're not in your family. Have a friend come stay and you go stay at their house without kids. Like just some time to connect. Um, I think it can be done. We did it in Australia um, and had no, you know, no family there. So for like the years after when my mother-in-law wasn't there, we had friends help us out. Um, 
just to be able to have that time. So you can make it work if you're, if you have a support system close or don't, you can figure it out how to make it work. <laughs> and it's important. Yeah. And I love that you even say like, you don't have to take three days. You can take a day and just go swap. What a fun idea to swap houses. Like what a great budget idea. Like if you're on a tight budget, yes. that's brilliant. Right. Like how fun. And I think when, yes. with your writing that I've seen, um, I don't feel, I don't get the vibe of bragging. I get the vibe okay, of this is the intention that I set <laughs> for my family. And this is good. A, yeah. a demonstration of how I can encourage others to do the same. I love good. that this, this mother-in-law yeah, she's awesome. brought this idea <laughs> to you. Yes. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love it. And what advice would you give to a mom who says, I don't want to leave my kids because they just grow up so fast. I, I don't want to miss out on anything. Like, or maybe yes. even a mom that has a little control issues who doesn't want to. Like, what kind of advice could you give to someone like that? That That is tough. And I definitely have had those thoughts before, for sure. Um, but I think, like, um, someone told me one time that these like trips and these date nights and these things you do for your marriage is a lot cheaper than divorce. And that's something I didn't want to do. I didn't want to get divorced. I wanted to be married to my husband and give our kids, you know, mom and a dad, you know, that safe family structure. And so you have to get past those thoughts. And it's so hard. I get it. It's so hard to say, well, my kids, like they can't, they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. Even if it's start little, go on a date, do a date night for an hour. You don't have to go eat, go down to like when my husband and I we were so poor when we first got married. We would go to Sonic for happy hour and we would, all we could do was get a drink and we would go to the park and go on a walk. Like you can find ways to make it work for whatever situation, you know, yeah. whatever your budget, whatever time. But if you go to the park for an hour and sit on the swings, when's the last time you did that with your husband? You know, just go and take time. And it's more about the connection than what you're actually doing. So, Yes, it is cool to go to Tulum, but it's also cool to get to connect with your husband on a park bench and just talk about like goals and dreams. That's one of our favorite things to talk about is the future. And that helps me with my guilty mom feeling like that quiets it real quick because I'm like, okay, I'm doing this for my kids. I want my kids to see that their parents are madly in love with each other and they have that safe feeling of like nothing's ever, you know, going to happen to that bond. So, mm hmm and I love that because I feel you're also setting the example for your children when they have future relationships, mom and dad need to mm -hmm. take time for each other. Yes, That's beautiful. absolutely. I, I love, love this so much. And I, I love that it, you're right. It can be as simple as going to Sonic and taking time with your partner at a, at a park. Like it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be an elaborate, you know, thousand, fifteen hundred dollar <clears throat> trip. It can be right. less than 20 bucks and it can make all yes, the difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All the difference. I love that so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so keep that content coming because uh, I'll be you. sharing okay. with all my friends who are moms <laughs> and encouraging them okay. to follow suit because it's fantastic. So I, I'm going to be looking for more stories um, in the coming year. You've been warned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What are some of the challenges you face with traveling with kids? Um, I mean, you talked about mom guilt, which I'm really grateful for, but you going away, but like coming, I, I'm thankful. I have a dog. She's very willing. But when you have kids, they go in multiple directions 
they're I don't know how they're yes. so fast. Their legs are so little. Um, how, yes. What, but how do you manage it? I know, right? I always laughed when I was younger at the the mom that had like the kid on the leash. And then once you had, like, we had our youngest, I was like, oh, I see how people do that now. Like, I get it. <laughs> I understand. Um, yes, they run all different directions all the time. But I would say the biggest challenge, I have several. The first would be finding, when we go to different destinations, finding an activity that suits all ages. Because there's a gap. You know, like I said, our, our youngest was, she was a surprise or a little blessing we were not expecting. Um, so she's five years younger than the bigs. The bigs are, they're not even a year and a half apart. They're very close in age. Um, so, you know, we'll go and we'll do like big kid things and it's not interesting to, to the baby, which she's not a baby anymore, but she's my baby. And then, or we'll go do, you know, like I was saying the Disney, like the princess stuff and the big kids are just like, oh my gosh, you know, we're so over this. So finding activities that makes everyone happy. I think the biggest one, the first thing that comes to my mind is like hiking. Um, they love exploring. They love being outside in nature so that you can do at any age. If you're, if your little one can walk, you know, you might need to throw them on your shoulders or your back or have one of those little, um, sling things when they get tired. Um, but just being out in nature, I think that's a, a huge one that you can do. Um, another challenge would be just figuring out how they can get along and navigating, like being in the car together. Uh, if I don't have something like planned or like an activity or let's look for license plates, who can cross off, you know, the most license plates. If I don't have something like that planned, they're like arguing and fighting. And that sounds bad because it's not constant, but it feels constant when you're driving, you know, like 12 hours. Like we drove from Texas <laughs> all the way up to North Dakota, like, the you know, the very bottom of the states up to the very top. So um, you're in the car a lot. And just getting them to get, like, get along. <laughs> um, and then my last, like, my biggest challenge, which I found is more of a challenge in the States versus Australia, is finding accommodation that suits our family's needs as far as, like, bedrooms. So in Australia, very popular, very family-friendly. Like, you will have, you will go to a, a big city or even a smaller city, and you will have tons of hotels, short-term accommodation, which... What's more of that here? But you'll have lots of options that have several bedrooms and a main living slash cooking area, like even in the hotels. Whereas really? here, that's that's not common. Everybody's in the in one room. There's two queen beds and a pullout. Like that's that's the majority here. There are some hotels that are going different directions, which I'm very grateful for. But I, we need a lot more of the family friendly because like even the adjoining rooms, I would just rather have apartment style with a couple bedrooms. And then like a general living area. Because it's not fun to sit in a hotel room with a little baby who's trying to go to sleep, you know, 7, 8 o'clock at night. And you and your husband are wanting to, you know, veg out, talk, watch a show, you know, whatever, play a game. And then you're just sitting there in the dark. Like that's not fun. <laughs> so that is a big challenge, finding a combination that suits everyone. So we we tend to move towards those short-term short rentals, um, houses and apartments and condos. But I do wish the hotels would step up their game in the States. You've heard it here, hotels. Take her lead. Make some changes. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so your health is clearly important and to you and your family, but how do you you and your family stay healthy while you're on travels? Because that's not that's not necessarily easy. That's true. This is very this is very difficult for us. Um, but my tips would be 
limit eating out. So like I said, whenever we try and book accommodations that have just a small kitchen, it doesn't have to be anything big where we try and cook, you know, at least one or two meals a day in our accommodation, not only does it save money, but you know what's going into it, you know the ingredients. And if you're already used to buying healthier stuff, you know, like whole, whole foods, not processed, you know, not buying uh, frozen pizza and warming it up. So actual whole foods um, and, and eating those in your accommodation, whatever it may be, I think that's really big getting out in the sun, being active. Like we, when we travel, we love to either go for a bike ride as a family or we go on walks, which my kids don't love that as much. They would much rather bike. But just trying to get outside and move your body. Because I think there's something to be said of just having the sun shine on your face, um, getting that natural vitamin D, vitamin D and moving your body is huge. Um, and then my husband, actually, he adjusts us while we're on vacation. We get adjusted all the time at home, but he'll adjust us. I know that not everybody can do that, but that helps us <laughs> while we travel. Um, and then just still trying to get a decent night's sleep. I know that's hard when you go away. You want to stay up, let the kids stay up, you know, especially if it's like New Year's Eve or 4th of July and you want to stay up for all the fireworks. I get that. But then following up with the next day, like getting to bed just a little bit earlier because your body needs sleep to recover. Like you have to be healthy. You need to have a decent, you know, seven to nine, I think is, don't quote me on that, but I think that that's like the suggested time. Um, and then the younger you are, the more sleep you need, obviously. So as an adult, seven to nine hours more for the kids, but that's just, that's kind of, that's what we do. And I feel like it helps we don't get sick a lot when traveling. I mean, a handful of times it's happened, and that's what we do. <laughs> I love that. I have talked to some people who will cook when they travel, like they're saying, and it just started because they didn't like the fast food options. And then when they started to cook, they're like, I actually enjoy going into strange grocery stores. <laughs> And it became hey, I do too. Them. Yes. So when, yeah. So they were just like, you just don't know what might be in there. <laughs> and they totally geek Especially out in other countries. Like I have to go. Yes. In other countries, I'm like, we're yeah. going to a grocery store. And the kids think, they're like, oh, no. And then we go and they're like, mom, what's this? Mom, what's this? So it's so fun. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, go cook some of your own meals. And I think that's where Airbnb and like the different things that you're explaining are so nice because you mm -hmm. do have a little kitchen where you can prepare it and, and slow down with your family instead of rushing, rushing, rushing. It sounds like you use right. that again, intentional. Like you're so intentional with what you do. I'm so impressed. It allows well, you to be you. intentional with family time because that's what meals are for. Just have that time to Absolutely. break bread together. Yes. I love it. That's yes. amazing. Yes. You have a really <laughs> impressive bucket list on your blog. Like, write and publish a cookbook, learn a new language, visit all the continents, dip your toes in every... Like, I can't even get through the whole list. Like, how, have you had a chance to <laughs> check off anything lately on that bucket list? Yes. So, um, on the bottom, on that page you're talking about on my website, on the bottom is all or all the things we've completed, either myself or as a family. And then I have pictures that like show kind of what we've done. Um, so that's kind of cool to keep track of. And I was looking recently that I need to move. There's one on the bucket list that I move, need to move down to completed. It. it was spend a whole, um, summer at the beach, which we just did this last year, this last summer that we just, um, passed. 
So yeah, so I get to move something to my completed list. I love checking things off the list. Um, but then let's see, my favorite that I've completed would be jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. So skydiving. My husband and I did that. Um, yes. See the New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve fireworks in Sydney. If you ever are traveling for New Year's, go to Sydney, Australia. It's the most amazing fireworks show you will ever see. It's And get like on, either go like to the opera house and watch from there, or you can get on a boat in the harbor and watch. Like it's just, it's magical. You have to go. Um, so yeah, so we saw the fireworks there. And then my favorite, well, I would say on this side of the world, because I have a favorite beach on like Australia side and then a favorite beach on this side. But this side um, is Yost Van Dyke in the British Virgin Islands. And there's a bar there called the Soggy Dollar Bar because you can't, there's no dock, no pier. So you have to like get out of the boat and swim up and your dollar bills are soggy. So the Soggy Dollar Bar. Um, so that was, yeah, so that was one thing I wanted to complete. And we got to do that, I think it was like our third or fourth year in marriage. Um, so that was fun. And then um, complete a Tough Mudder. I don't know if you know what a Tough Mudder is, but it's, an athletic, it's like a obstacle course that has all these different, mm -hmm. it's a long like run, you can walk it, but you have all these different things where you face your fears, and I just came out of that like, wow, I did not expect to finish it or be able to do some of these things, so that was a huge bucket list um, victory for me. But then like the ones that we're trying to complete in the next few years is we're getting close to our 50 states, which we'll have you know four more this summer, and then next summer hopefully seven and then we'll just have Alaska. So we're nearly done with that one. Which is super oh, yeah. exciting. Um yeah. Another, yeah. another one on there is host a foreign exchange student, which I just got an email yesterday um, that we were approved to host one coming this fall. So hopefully if oh, all else works you know if all works for that we hopefully um we'll have our first foreign exchange student. I had my parents had one whenever I was um in my sophomore year from Germany and I just thought that was the coolest thing ever so I it you know was laid on my heart God laid it on our hearts a few years ago and Josh and I started talking about it and went through the whole application process so hopefully that happens and then um the last one that we're kind of working towards is we have a trip planned to I think it says go on a river cruise but we're doing a trip to Amsterdam which is where my husband's grandmother was born when she immigrated from Holland over to the States oh, when she was I think 15. So we're going with her and her husband and my in-laws and hopefully my husband's sister and her husband and my husband. So there's a bunch of us and we're going back to see where the grandmother um, was born and she still has cousins there. So from Holland, we will do a river cruise, which that ties into learning another language. I want to try and learn some, <laughs> some, you know, Dutch to be able to speak uh, while we were over there in the Netherlands and Holland. So yes, wow. that was a long answer, but <laughs> yes. No, that's great. And are you going there this summer or this year? Is that the plan? No, not this summer. This summer we have the Pacific Northwest. Okay. So I think it's 2024, okay. what are we, 2023? I think it's 2025 because yeah. they have this big okay. um, ship. Uh, I don't even remember the name of it, but it's something cool <laughs> that my father-in-law wants to see that only comes every five years. So we were supposed to go in 2020 oh, wow. and obviously weren't able to go then. And then we had to, yeah, 
Right. Well, that's a long story, but yes, it's on the it's on the on the schedule. <laughs> that sounds so exciting! Oh, I can't wait to see you write about that. That will be so much fun. And so your Thanks. travel goals for this upcoming year is the Pacific Northwest. So you're hitting up like, are you gonna try and do some hiking, exploring? Like, what are your thoughts? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So first we have next month we have the um, Dominican Republic. Uh, and then, so that's February and then April is Grenada and that's just like a chill beach, like not doing anything really. Like we probably will go snorkeling and my husband scuba dives. Um, and then yes, yeah, Pacific Northwest this summer. So I want to hit, you know, obviously the Oregon coast I've heard is just amazing. We'll do lots of hikes and we'll do, um, yeah, that'll be a very nature outdoors trip. And we are currently watching Yellowstone, so that would be cool to drive through. I had a friend um, who's from the Pacific Northwest, and she's like, do you watch Yellowstone? And at that point, we hadn't started it yet. And she's like, if you are going to the Pacific Northwest, you have to see Yellowstone. Um, so we are currently watching that, my husband and I. And now I'm just like, oh, this is gorgeous. I can't wait to see this in person. Um, so yes, because that's not what Texas looks like. Um, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so lots of outdoor time, um, <laughs> and then possibly uh, we're talking about a trip in November with my husband's side of the family. We like to travel with them um, every other year, so maybe a cabin, not sure where yet, maybe in Tennessee, maybe in Kentucky, not sure. Yeah. So, yeah, several trips to look forward to, and lots of things to plan. I have a, a full plate planning all those. <laughs> Yeah, that's so exciting. When you go to Oregon, go to the Oregon Zoo in Portland. Okay, awesome. I'll write that down. Yeah, it's an amazing zoo. The caregivers are incredible. The keepers are incredible with the animals. They do enrichment training to keep them very healthy and active. It's a really fun zoo. Yeah, definitely make and like spend a day there. Like make sure you okay. plan to spend the day there. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, my kids love animals, so thank you. Yes, I'll write that down. I have my yes, list right absolutely. here. <laughs> and you had touched, you touched on this a little bit, but I want to swing back about mom guilt. Like, for yes. those who really struggle, because it is a very real thing, how, mm. what advice can you give to those who are just, like, so sick in the mom guilt to whether it's travel, find ways to travel with the kids or get away with her partner. Yes. Well, I, um, I, my biggest thing would be to trust and rely on God and spend a lot of time in prayer. But if they're not a Christian, that won't work for them. But that definitely helps me. If you are a Christian, um, anyone listening, like having those times, there's so many different devotions, um, like Proverbs 31 ministries, you can go and you can search mom guilt on there and there'll be a devotional and scripture that ties in with it. And you can go read about that and just give it to God. And I know for, if you're not a Christian, that just sounds like, <laughs> um, but when Jesus changes your life and you're able to see the power of him working, um, in your life, like it's just, there's nothing else like it. So that would be my first biggest tip. <laughs> but if you're not a Christian, I think just um, focusing on the good that's going to come out of it and stay, instead of being worried about the situation, if that makes sense. So like, okay, yes, I, I don't want to leave my six-month-old baby because there is an intense schedule that they follow. Or um, they've, I've never, you know, I have some friends that their kids are five years old and they've never left their child, even for one night away. 
and I'm like, okay, well, you got to rip the bandaid off sometime. And you, you have to think like, this is good for you and for me, kids and for mom slash dad, if dad's going on the trip with you. Um, so focusing more on that end goal of like, yes, this is healthy. This is, this is, my kid is going to benefit from this. Yes, they will be sad, but it's going to be okay. You know, whoever you trust to leave your kids in care, you know, in the care of, it's going to, your kids, like I said earlier, your kids will be fine. And just focus on the end result. Like it's going to be so much better on the other side of that. And I promise, I probably shouldn't make a promise, but you are going to love, to love it. And you're going to want to do it again. It might not be next year. It might be every three years or every five years you do just, you know, an overnight. Um, but it's going to be great. And it's so, so rewarding. I think you put, you really hit on something that I did not think of in the perspective. And that is mom and dad going away and letting the kids be without mom and dad. You're preparing that child for later in life. Cause there's going to come a day when they go to college, they go off for a job, mm -hmm. they move out of the house. And, and I'm, I would think that transition would be easier with parents who were taking that time for them versus parents who never did. Like, I would think you're setting your, your child up for more success. i never thought of that. That's brilliant. You're so insightful. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I love it. Well, if people want to follow along with your blog, with what you're doing, read your blog, follow you on social media, um, she has such really good information. I think everyone, even if you don't have kids, um, I'm a dog mom and I get valuable information from what she shares. Where can people find you? Well, thank you for asking and thank you for the compliment. Um, my website is maverickfamilylife.com and it's maverick, M-A-V-E-R-I-C-K. Um, no, we're not huge Dallas Mavericks fans. That's a whole other story. But um, it's maverickfamilylife.com. And then our my Instagram handle is at maverickfamilylife, spelled the same way. Excellent. And we'll definitely get those links in the show notes and, and post in when this episode goes live. Thank you so much. I know you were busy. Like, wow, three like three chiropractic businesses plus your kids and your blog. And so to take this time out from your day, um, I'm very, very grateful. I can't wait for other people to find you and to be able to see the, the good that you bring through your blog. So thank you so much for well, being here. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. You're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> That's it with Mandy Farmer of Maverick Family Life. Next week, we talk with author and inspirational speaker, Teresa Folly bats actually felt drawn to it. Um, I'll say that me and service have been together for a long time. I started uh, when I was probably about 14, 15 years old as a candy striper in Huntsville Hospital. Um, so my service as far as being involved in doing things to help others is always been. I remember even when I was mentoring at one of the middle schools my sister is a beautician and I would take some of the students because I always feel that you will feel better about yourself when you can look at yourself and you can see yourself a certain way. So some of the girls, whether the parents had time to do their hair or what, 
they needed help with that. And so my sister, she would actually help with their hair by, you know, doing what needed to be done to make them look good and make them feel good about themselves. Hey, thanks for listening to Journey to the Rise. Please do follow us on your podcast app so you have the latest episode downloaded. If you want to follow us on Instagram, our account is at Journey to the Rise Podcast. This episode is researched, produced, and edited by Girl Boss Productions. And please remember to be kind to you. Fill your cup up with love, because when we are kind to ourselves, it makes it easier to be kind to others. I'm Lucretia, and you've been listening to Journey to the Rise.